Yeah, 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 Inventing a theme tune right here. Woo, woo, woo. I really should like have an actual theme tune worked out in advance. Anyway, whatever. What up? What up, what up, what up, what up? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good morrow, good day. It is me, Akira, the Don. It's a beautiful day to be alive. How the heck is everybody? Insert noises. I'm broadcasting from the studio, which meant that I had to switch off the stream at home, which is where Sourcewave goes from, and switches to the studio. I'm going to work out a smoother way of doing this so I can drop in and talk to you from the studio better. But uh, anyway, yeah. I was like, I nearly cancelled this. I'm kind of ill. But I was like, and like, you know, it's not all set up the way I would like it. But one of the things I've learned in life is if you want to do a thing, you just have to start doing it and then just work it out as you go along. And it will just get better and better and better. But if you don't start, then you then it, then you don't start, do you? Anyway, what up, Blunt Trauma? Says Afternoon Akira. Afternoon Blunt Trauma. What up, Marcus Strickland? Checking you out as you come on, looks like. That's right. What up, SSJ Abid? Yes, Akira, the main man. It is I. Woo! And uh, yeah, I apologize. I look a bit shit. I sound a bit shit. Hercules has been ill. One of the things you'll find is like when you have a kid... They get ill a lot, which means that you get ill a lot. Only I don't. I'm rarely ill. I haven't been ill since over a year ago. I'm hardly ever ill. So anyway, whatever. What up, Garrett Tully? What up, everybody? So anyway, I set this thing up. So, you know, this is Source Wave Radio. Normally you're listening to Saucy Music, and that's cool. You'll be doing that later. But uh, a lot of you have been asking for more interaction with me, and you want to ask me things and talk and stuff like that. So I was like, I... Let me work out a system wherein I can jump on here and and, uh, and we can talk a bit. All right, so that's what's up. So hit me with any questions. Uh, a bunch of you left questions on the community tab, which is that new bit of YouTube where that's kind of like YouTube being Facebook. But it's better than Facebook because it's not Facebook. And like your annoying auntie isn't there or whatever. Shouts out to all my aunties. None of you are annoying. All right, uh, before we get into this, how is the audio for everybody? Is everything clear? Is it, does it sound okay? Are we cool with the audio out there in the world? Let me know. I have a coffee. Hey, yo, we could do one of those Scott Adams type simultaneous sips. If everyone has a coffee, now's the time for the simultaneous sip. Ooh, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, what up? All right, shit. Uh, Mega Swampers says, where did you find the soundbite of Jordan Peterson saying he's got clout? <laughs> Why do so many people ask me that? And I've told you before, yo, this is a treasure hunt. All right, you go out there and you find that soundbite. And when you find it, you come in here and you let us know and you will win a fabulous no prize. Hey. Um, oh. Audio. Apparently the audio is only coming out of one side. I wonder what I can do to fix that. I bet there's something I can do to fix that really easily. I'm in OBS, by the way. If anybody knows the quick way to get the audio going in mono on OBS, let me know. Otherwise, I'll be clicking around here for a few minutes before we begin. Panning, left, right, down, mix to mono. It's all right, I figured it out. How about that? Your friendly neighborhood Don worked out a thing live. Yes. What up, Thomas? What up, FPS Machette? Yes. You let us know. Garrett Talley, did you get into Vaporwave through Macintosh Plus? No. But my version of Macintosh Plus's Legendary 420 is going to be on the next Ryan Celsius Vaporwave mix. And I will be dropping the full version of it 
on this channel and on Spotify and everything, maybe next week. So how about that? Shouts out to Blunt Trauma, who already won. He already won the prize. <laughs> the fabulous no prize for working out that Akira the Don, he's got clout, famous soundbite, is from the Fox with Friends interview. He was referring to Ethan Klein. Yeah, that's true. He was. But he wasn't. He was referring to me. And even if he was referring to Ethan Klein, I have stolen that thing now and it is mine. And when anyone hears it, they'll think, ah, yes, Akira the Don, he does have clout. So there you go. <laughs> what up, Tim? My joy. Uh, Lateral Usable says, will there be more Watts Waves? Well... These things, it's like, you know, I do one thing, and then if people like it, I might do another, or if I feel that it's necessary, I want to do it, I'll do another. But, you know, shit, yeah, I'll do another What's Wave. People really like them, and I really like doing them. And we've only really just scratched the surface of, uh, of the, uh, the wisdom of, of Alan Watts. And I also like that lots of you guys out there, from I'm finding out this from the comments, hadn't heard Alan Watts before hearing Watts Wave. There's a lot of people out there who only knew Jordan Peterson or only knew me and hadn't heard Alan Watts, so that's dope. And there's also a couple people out there who are like, this guy doesn't say anything substantial. This is all really obvious. So there's got to, I've got to do some more stuff to kind of like get them aware. I, I like that. I hear that people sort of say that about Peterson sometimes, right? It's like, oh, yeah, obviously, like, you know, you should like treat yourself like you other want other people to treat you and you should like, you know, tell the truth. Uh, like, God, what's so great about that? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just simple. Was it Bukowski or was it Vonnegut who said that genius might be making, taking something profound and making it seem simple? Anyway, Garrett Talley says, how sexy do you think Lum is? Yo, like, Lum is like, Ultimate waifu, 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 waifu. Like, I guess. Yeah, Lum's a G. Lum is, uh, you know, she's a lucky sprite, is what Lum is. Lum, if anyone's wondering, Lum is like the chicken with the green hair and the bikini who's on a bunch of my stuff. Like, uh, she's from this anime called Urusei Yatsura that I used to love when I was like 10. And uh, she's in a tradition of Japanese characters who are kind of like fairies. They're like good luck sprites. So she's like a good luck charm. And like... Like she, you know, she's a, she's a beautiful alien creature, but I kind of think she's more like, I don't know. I just she's she's cool, and she's fun, and she's lucky. I don't really think of her as like a like a sex thing. She's like a cool thing. She's like a lucky cool thing. But you know, whatever. Um, Crafty Craft says, at what stage in your life did you start working on music and developing your artist skills? It's a good question. Um, I don't remember anything before the age of seven, maybe six, six or seven. And like, that's when I first started making music, actually. I had my, I formed my first band. We were called Ken and the Barbies. It was me and these two chicks. Uh, they were basically like the two, two hot chicks in school. I fancied one of them. So I formed this band called Ken and the Barbies, and I was Ken and they were the Barbies, and it was just basically so I could get to hang out with them. And uh, what we did was we used to, um, there was this song called Don't You Want Me Baby by the Human League. And uh, we used to like kind of mime to that and do dance routines and sing over it and like bang stuff. And I claimed that I had recorded the song and it was my song. And I had recorded the song using my father's friend, Mike Peters from a punk band called The Alarms, voice changing equipment. And everybody believed me because we were seven and there was no internet. Until one day, this little bitch called Vicky came into school with a copy of the actual record. It's like, you didn't write this record. This is my mum's record. This is Human League. And everyone, the whole school was like, oh, shit. And I was like, ah, fuck. And that was me destroyed for a brief time. Anyway, then I got into making mixtapes and um, very quickly and copying things from cassette to other cassette. And I would do this stuff where I would like to pull the tape out of the cassette and I would uh, cut it with scissors and then I would chop a bit out and then I would tape it back together to create loops and create like new songs. So I was doing that shit when I was like seven, eight years old. And then when, when we got a computer, when I was like 14 or something, it had a thing called Windows Sound Recorder that would record like 30 seconds of audio. And I would use that to sample. The first thing I did was I sampled a Suede song and a Beastie Boys song, like the drums from a Beastie Boys song and the guitar from a Suede song. And I managed to put them together and make this like loop thing and make a song over that. 
So, yeah, anyway, like, basically, I've been... I've been like making music as long as I can remember in some way, shape, or form, and I always knew I wanted to do it. I also wanted to make comics. When I was little, I was like, I want to make comics and make music. So I used to actually make comics when I was little, and I would sell them at school. I was doing that when I was seven. That's also one of my other seven-year-old early memories. I made a real Ghostbusters comic, and I drew it by hand, and I sold it in school. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Theo Johnson, so close to hashtag Asa Akira. Oh, yeah, so let me go and answer some questions from the, um, the community tab. Shouts out to YouTube giving me the community tab. I'm so special. Oh, my God. Yo, so uh, Jay Klish said, thought this said Asa Akira. I mean, I don't know who that is. Boom <laughs> uh, chat. Yeah, that did occur to me. And I was like, you know what? That's actually good. Uh, that probably works in some persuasion form that Ask Akira sounds like Asa, Akira, Asa, Akira. Is it Asa or Asa? It would probably make more sense if it was Asa, right? Anyway, R01 says, do you do this full-time or what else do you do for a living? And how did you get into it? Especially, how did you did you decide to start the Meaning Wave videos? Yo, that's many questions, R01. And I'll start with the first one. Do you do this full-time or what else do you do for a living? The answer is I do do this full-time. I full-time make music, and that's what I do to support my family. Uh, we live in Los Angeles. I do most of the the money side of stuff because, well, I technically do all the money side of stuff because um, the nature of the visa that we're in the country on. But, of course, you know, my wife works very closely with me on a lot of this stuff and is integral. Integral. Um, but yeah, this is the, the full-time thing that, that supports our family is this music stuff. And that's the making music in the daytime here in Don's studios. And that's the playing the music out at night in the clubs of Hollywood. And uh, it's very difficult and it's a very difficult thing to do. And, you know, I have no record label or management or agent or anything. This is, this is just, just me and Mama Don and Hercules out here in the world, kicking it, making it happen. But we're making it happen. It's a beautiful thing. I got this studio. We got this beautiful, you know, we got we we got a lovely apartment. Uh, it's got a barbecue. It's dope. So you know, like, and it's because of you guys, you know. So thank you, you guys, for being here and helping me to do this as what I do full time. So there. And as for how I got into it, well, that was kind of partly in the previous question. I've like always wanted to, and I've always been inclined in this direction. And uh, as far as how did I start the Meaning Wave videos, the Meaning Wave videos are an extension of what I've always done in, in music. I, you know, the first online mixtape was me in, I believe, 2003, ATD1. And that involved uh, lots of chopping up of bits of audio of people talking and putting them over hip-hop beats, as well as my own rapping and my friends rapping and uh, things of that nature. So this is an extension of what I've always done. The current iteration of Meaning Wave began one day last year. Maybe, was it August last year? I mean, we could really look it up. If someone wants to check the upload date of Be A Plumber, then we would know, because the first track I put out was Be A Plumber in the Meaning Wave world. And that was because I got back from DJing, and I used to get back from DJing and put on YouTube and watch uh, lectures, and some of those would be Jordan Peterson, and, and he said something about how you should be a plumber. You know, because it's, it's a good, forthright, noble profession, you know, but if you're going to be a plumber, be a good one. And, you know, they, sometimes you hear someone say something that's something that you think, and they say it in a cool way. And you're like, yes, I want to make a song about that. I want to make a song around that. So I did. I made a song around that. And uh, it was instantly very popular, which was surprising to me, because I'd been doing all this, I don't know, um, sort of instrumental, sort of vapor music. And then I did this one song that had a bit of snipped up vocal. And uh, it was very popular. And I was like, ah, because I stopped rapping in 2013, 2014. I stopped releasing pop songs and rap songs. And was like, right, I'm going to go focus on um, production and DJing. Right. And then I'm going to build with that. And then when people are ready, when the world is ready to hear me speak again, I will speak again. So, like, Be A Plumber was the first time I'd put any vocals in any of my songs in, in, in a bunch of years, and people loved it. And you're like, oh, yeah, people do, like, 
like hearing bits of vocals on songs. Anyway, then I was like, shit. I mean, would it be really ridiculous to do like a whole, like a full length thing of Jordan Peterson over like instrumental music? Because I was just sitting there in the studio. I'm here. I'm working on stuff. I'm doing admin. And um, I've got Jordan Peterson lectures on and I've got a lo-fi stream on. And it was like, you know, I felt that obviously one, would it be stupid to combine this as a full length thing? Would people hate that? Would it be just really annoying? I was like, oh, well, I want it. I want it to listen to for myself. So I made it. And that was the birth of Meaning Wave, basically. I could go on that about all day. But, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, GT, for the super chat. GT says, Joe Rogan, JBP, Dave Rubin, and Akira. Top shootouts and support for all. Support your beliefs from theology to artwork. Yo. Well, thank you. I'm not sure if you're saying that you support them or if you're saying that people in general should support them. But uh, either way, I agree with both sentiments. And uh, I also am glad that people dig the artwork because I put a lot of time into the artwork. And uh, yeah, people don't even know I do that shit. Like I've worked with some great artists now, Aldous Massey and uh, Phased have done the illustrations for the more recent, for the last couple of JBP and What's Waves, for example. And uh, I do a lot of like work with animating backgrounds and textures and blending things and to make these kind of shifting, moving, visual things. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit, that's as big a part of it for the music as me, for me. Mason Dales, what's your opinion on the new H3H3 reaction videos? Are they as good as their older stuff? Kind of, I don't know. I think that they're a lot more self-conscious about reaction videos now than they used to be, now that there's so many people watching them. And... I think those maybe feel a bit more forced than stuff where they just sort of are more reactive. Like, for example, that video Ethan did the other week about that awful, dreadful human who was uh, trying to make that girl feel bad for wearing a Chinese thing to, a, to the prom, right? A Chinese dress to the prom. So asshole was like, that dress is not, my culture is not your goddamn prom dress, bitch. Just an awful, awful human being. And uh, Ethan did a video reacting to that very quickly because he, he felt something about it, and it was a great video. I feel when they do things that are like what they feel about, you know, that are reactions to what they really feel viscerally quickly, it's, it's, it's brilliant. That was a brilliant video. So I like those things. They're great anyway. I love those two. They're, they're amazing. They're doing, they're, I think they're really, really important characters in the culture war, if that's what we're calling it. Um, they're incredibly important. I don't think they get their props enough. People talk about various characters within that world, but they're incredibly important because they, kind of more so than Peterson, they are legitimately sort of center, center is the right word, non-crazy, non-ideologically possessed. I think even centrist is the wrong way to describe this. They're not mental, right? They're not out there on the fringes of any kind of like thought possession kind of vibe. And uh, so therefore they can kind of see the lunacy on all sides and they've always sort of been good at pointing it out and in a funny way and uh, in a contemporary funny way that's sort of memey and funny and like makes sense to people who live in the right in the heart of the modern world, you know. So uh, they're people of their time and they're incredibly important voices of their time and I'm very grateful that they exist. Shouts out to Evan Slavic. Thank you for the super chat. It says, Hi. No question, just says, hi. Well, yo, big up. By the way, also, just back on um, H3H3, their podcast is really good. And uh, they interviewed that guy who sleeps with old ladies lately, and that was really fun. <laughs> that was really enlightening. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the questions. Um, Josh says, well, I'm curious as to where you got the idea to create the Meaning Wave series, JBP Watts. I really like what you've done to set yourself apart from the crowd and absolutely enjoy discovering your channel. Keep it up, Akira. Much love. Well, thank you, Josh. And uh, we spoke a bit about that, but I guess, you know, the birth of the Meaning Wave stuff was the JBP was be a plumber, right? It was, the birth of it was me making mixtapes since I began, since I was a little kid. Always, basically, I've kind of always done this. I mentioned this somewhere else, but the way I revised for my exams when I was 15, 16, was uh, I would record my notes over the top of ambient music and then play it while I went to sleep. So I kind of created my own, my own meaning waves. 
as an educational tool for myself to kind of indoctrinate myself or educate myself rather and that's pretty much what i was doing with the jbp wave thing it's like all these all these messages i want to kind of get them to sink into myself better and easier and like that you put them with music it works really well but they become like little mantras for example um i have a uh what do you call them an affirmation uh after i read scott adams how to what is it how to fail at everything and still win big or something book he has a whole section in there on affirmations and the, the power of affirmations which is very simple similar to what my buddy grant morrison talks about in chaos magic with sigils so you create a sigil say you have a desire for something so you you create a sigil you say i want to uh be a plumber so you're right i want to be a plumber and then you write it down and you remove all the repeating letters and things of that nature and you turn it into like a little glyph symbol thing. And then you uh, you like uh, look at it while you spin around or while you're or something like that or while you put it on your partner's head while you're making love or something. The idea is that it burns into your subconscious and then once it's in your subconscious, it kind of works away in your unconscious mind, uh, helping you kind of make that thing come true. And, you know, it's not necessarily like a magical thing. It's like you will sort of unconsciously make decisions and gravitate towards uh, courses of action that will lead you to that coming true, I guess. And uh, that would be the same thing as an affirmation. In Scott Adams is very sort of some dry sort of scientific world. Uh, that's the same thing as an affirmation. And... Um, Affirmation, I found that making affirmations that rhyme work better. So my affirmation was, I, Akira the Don, will be a rich and famous artist and DJ. And I would just have that as a little loop rattling around my head. Um, and it's just there and it pops up and I didn't even make it pop up. So I have a subconscious thing that's like leading me towards like being successful in what I want to be successful in. So part of Meaning Wave was doing that on a grand scale for people. Like being like, okay, here's all these ideas that I think are useful and would help people in general and will help us to to uh, elevate ourselves and evolve quicker. And if I can put these in musical form, they'll become like little, me little memes in the original sense of the word, like little thought viruses that will embed themselves in your unconscious mind and then like do their work. So part of this is what I'm trying to do is help with the evolution of us as a species to the, the grand next level, the, the yellow level as, as, it's, as it's known. In um, I can't remember the name of that guy's theory, but whatever. That's what we're getting to, and I'm trying to I'm trying to help with that basically. So that's another reason. That's another thing that Meaning Wave is for. So yes, uh, back to the chat room. Haiku King says, "Sorry, I'm late. Can you do a live poetry reading of Trap by Bukowski? Um, but not the famous one, the short, obscure one. Well, the one I know, because I was. It's funny you should say this, but I was looking. I spent about fucking." Uh, an hour, maybe, or more, the day before yesterday, trying to find Bukowski reading Trapped, right? Um, because I wanted to put it on my summer mix. Um, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I spent, so this is one of the things that takes time about these mixes and things is I'll be, I have specific ideas for what I want to put in the audio and stuff and then I, finding it is sometimes a nightmare. Um, now, the poem, if I can find the right version. I can't find, why can't I find it now? I could find it yesterday. Well, oh, here you go. Yeah. So I believe, um, no, no, why can't I find it now? Oh my god. Anyway, it's a great poem. I love it very much. Um, maybe if you pop a link, I can find it. Or maybe you can't find links. Uh, do, 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 do. Shabba. Yeah. Well, the, is this? No, that's the quote version. In the winter. On my ceiling, my eyes the size of street lamps. I have four feet like a mouse. What? No, that's not it. Anyway, whatever. If you want to send it for the proper version through, I will read it. 
<laughs> YouTube hero Alex says, God damn it, I'm 22 minutes late. Forgive me, Lord Akira the Don. Yo, whatever, man. That's cool. You're, you're just on time. You're at the right time. I have a face. There you go. I have a face like a wash rag. I sing love songs and carry steel. I would rather die than cry. I can't stand hounds. Can't live without them. I hang my head against the white refrigerator and want to scream. Like the last weeping of life forever. But I am bigger than the mountains. Gang! Bigger than the mountains. Whoop! Bigger than the mountains. Whoop! Bigger than the... Bigger than the... Bigger than the... Whoop! Yo, I really want to... I might just fucking have to go on Fiverr and find a guy to read that in a Bukowski voice or a Tom Waits voice. Maybe I just need to befriend Tom Waits. Really, this is actually one of my ambitions is there's so much Bukowski stuff I love, and the best voice for reading Bukowski isn't actually Bukowski, it's Tom Waits, right? And Tom Waits has read two Bukowski poems, and I turned them into meaning waves, and if you've not heard them, check out Watts Wave on my channel. It's dope. But, uh, yeah, I just basically want to make friends with Tom Waits, and then I can get him to read my favorite Bukowski short stories and then turn them into meaning waves. So there you go. If anyone wants to help out with that. Shouts out. Theo Johnson said, really liked the golden age. Yo, thank you very much. I'm glad people dig the golden age. That was my first vocal single since uh, I stopped, as I told you. So yeah, got shit loads more ready, by the way. I have a lot, I have a lot, of, a lot of goddamn music. My God. Uh, back to the questions. Winnie the Weebo. Says, put, can you put your seatbelt on, please? Hell no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Evan Slavic says, marijuana? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I used to smoke an awful lot of weed. I used to be like a smoke weed everyday guy. Now I'm basically straight edge. The reason for this is um, I find weed is really good for creative stuff. This is for me, by the way. It's always different for everybody. I find weed is really good for creative stuff. Uh, if I'm like making an album or mixing or editing or anything like that. But I just cannot do admin. I cannot do admin if I've had any weed anywhere near me. Like, and it'll extend to the next day. Like, I can't answer an email. I can't, I can't do any kind of admin stuff. And the, the, I'm trying to work with such like ferocious um, intensity right now i'm trying to be incredibly hyper productive so there is just no room for anything like that there's not even really room for a hangover it's like if i have a hangover that shit will slow me down like four hours or something and i can't do that i'm trying to put out three projects a week on this youtube i'm trying to produce albums for people i'm trying to produce albums for myself i'm trying to be the best dj in the world like i'm trying to like grow this channel to a hundred thousand subs by christmas uh i've got a wife i've got a kid i'm trying to be a, like the best father I can be, I'm trying to like be there in his life all the time and shit, like, and like play with him and stuff. And, you know, I got a lot of shit to do. So like marijuana, um, just doesn't like work for me right now, right now. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, everything has its use and everything has its right place. But right now I'm trying to be ultra, 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 ultra productive. So there. Joker KDK says in response to my community tab post which had a picture of me and hercules in it is that your daughter married no that's my son he's called hercules and yes i'm married very happily so i have been married for a long time i don't know how long but i know that me and my wife have been together since i think it was 2006 so yeah that's dope i, I would recommend it highly uh it's a beautiful thing to have a family it's a beautiful thing to have like a team it's a beautiful thing to like be able to trust someone completely with everything and like work together to be amazing versions of yourself and like try and affect the world in a positive way. Yeah. So that. Uh, Haiku King says, I just put my Source Wave radio shirt on. Yo, proud of you. Uh, yeah, send us a picture. If anyone has any merch, send me pictures of you in your merch so I can post it on my Instagram. I'm now, <laughs> I'm now posting three times a day on my Instagram. Because that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, send me pictures of you wearing Meaning Wave stuff, and I'll put it on my Instagram. Crafty Craft says, how old is the Don? Uh, the Don is immortal, like Highlander. Evan Slavic says, do you like any heavier music? Dubstep, metal, rap. Uh, when I was nine, was it? 
I was a proper little metalhead, and I had a leather jacket with tassels and like Alice Cooper t-shirts, and I was really into Megadeth and shit like that. But I was also at the same time into rap music, and basically that's always been the way. Uh, I love a lot of heavy stuff. When it's time to be heavy, I will heavy hard. Uh, Andrew WK's album is one of the best albums of the year, by the way. Uh, yeah, you know, I love, like, all music has its place. There is no such thing as a bad genre. And, uh, you know, music's an incredibly, incredible, powerful thing, an incredibly useful thing. So there. Um, right, where are we at? I'm, right, I'm really kind of backed up on the chat, so excuse me if you've said anything there and I've missed it. YouTube hero Alex says, I don't know if the question's been asked, but what mix has been your personal favorite to work on? JBP Babe 1 to 6, any of the Meaning Wave, any particular mix within the series? Hmm. Um, do you know what? I think maybe the Tom Waits one. The Waits Bukowski one. It's weird. I'm just, uh, that might not be true. That's the first one that pops to mind because it was such a easy, but they're really hard, these things. And I love them and I love it. And everyone is like, most things I do, and I find this is true with most people when I speak to them, right? When you're doing a creative thing, it's like the first like 60% or whatever is like really, it's like, okay, the initial idea, fantastic. This is an exciting idea. And you start and the first bit is like, ooh, cool, we're going. This is great. Then it's difficult because it doesn't sound exactly like you want it to. And it's, you see all these problems. And then suddenly there's a moment that comes and it clicks and it's magical. And then you're like over the hill and then it's beautiful. But um, they're very fucking difficult things to do. But the what's the, the, the Tom Waits Bukowski one, which was a short thing and it's like, it was so easy. It just, everything about it just flowed together very simply. And it was just this thing that didn't exist one minute. And then it did. And it was instantly perfect. Like, every time I do anything, there's always a bit of it. I was like, oh, shit, that bit annoys me. Or I could have done that bit. Like, that delay was a bit too long. Or that vocal was a bit too sharp. Or that beat was a little too wide. Whatever it is, there's always some imperfection I hear. But that thing is honestly perfect. It's just a perfect thing. I love it. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Bukowski Waves are your best work, boss, says Haiku King. Hey, there you go. Thanks. They're not the most popular, but um, we're at this cool stage with the channel right now where it's, like, really pretty small still. It's very small. And, like, it hasn't yet found its true audience. Like, out there, there are millions of people who will love this music and love this stuff and find it really useful, and they don't know it exists yet, which is really exciting. It's like you guys... You outliers, you like the tip of the f tip of the spear, the tip of the spear. Uh, you guys are very early on this stuff. Like you can count yourselves as pioneers because you're here super, super early. And like that means that you guys, you know, you move into the future before everyone else, which is dope. Asadi El Ali Abraham. Asad, sorry. Asad Ali Ali says, what made you use some more of the Alan Watts voiceovers? Well, well, more. I don't know about... You know, Alan Watts was something people were asking me to do for a while, which is interesting. And a lot of people were asking me for Alan Watts. Like, so many people were. And then I did an Alan Watts, and people liked it. And then I did more Alan Watts, because, like I said before, if, if I do a thing and people like it, then I will do more of it. If I like it and I think it's useful. And I want to, and if there's something, if there's something there that makes me feel something... You know, I'm trying a lot harder to um, be. It used to be, I used to be one of these like punk rock little motherfuckers who was like, I'm going to do what I feel like doing today. And if anyone else likes it, then I don't give a shit. You know, which is cool. But like now I'm like, I, I'm trying to do stuff that I know you guys will find useful. But that doesn't mean I still won't do, I'm not, it's not like all like, right, I'm going to do this because this is exactly what they want and what will be popular. As you can see from the stuff I put out, I put out random stuff that maybe you wouldn't expect or that no one asked for. No one asked for Naval Wave. Literally no one. Not a single person asked for that. But I really wanted to do that and I've been wanting to do that since before the Peterson ones, in fact. By the way, you really should follow Naval on Twitter at N-A-V-A-L. Like, he just dropped so much useful, wise, smart shit. He, dropped, he did a tweet thread last night, which basically contain, which is like, <laughs> it's like, like how to get rich or something. And uh, everything in it was lessons that I've spent my whole life learning. And if only I'd known 
when I was in my late teens, I would have be running the world by now. And he just gives away this source for free. And by the way, I'm all about giving away source for free. I mentioned this the other day, and I truly believe it. Like, giving away the source, giving away your wisdom and your knowledge, you should definitely do it. You shouldn't worry about, um, you know, people using it to take your spot or anything like that. And one of the reasons for this is that most people won't use it. Like, 99% of people won't, like, take the advice and do anything with it. They'll be like, oh, that's a good idea, and then life will get in the way. But they will always remember you as being a saucy fellow. Uh, Rethrieve Rick says, is there music on this stream? Usually there is. And there will be again once I'm done with the Ask Akira. So right now we're having a little question and answer thing. And then you'll get the music back. YouTube Hero Alex says, ever consider a Discord server? Yes, I have. I've actually set one up. Um, but I haven't opened it up to the public yet because it's a bit like shit. I need to make hashtags and chat rooms and things, right? Um, which seems like a lot of work. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm, I'm going to finish that. So you'll have that soon. It's just um, a time thing. There is so much to do here in Don Studios. Back to the questions. YouTube Jew. Do you feel you'll eventually reach a plateau and a subsequent burnout of the Meaning Wave genre? Any ideas for new vocal sources other than JBP, Jocko, Watts? Thank you always. Well, that's a good question. Very fair question. But the answer would be um, no. Plateau is death. So that's maybe, maybe I'll die one day. But um, And as far as like people to sample and put over music, like I said, I've literally been doing that for my whole career for you know 15 years before it was called meaning wave and as far as let's see who we have in meaning wave we've got alan watts we've got peterson we've got jocko we've got leonard cohen we've got naval we've got internet's historian we've got hunter s thompson we've got tom waits we've got jack kirby oops um so and there's others so we've got a bunch and um so far that have already come out and as far as what i've got coming up i have an Ridiculous and ridiculous list. I'm at this point, I have enough stuff for another year, and I haven't even really worked that hard on sourcing ideas. All right, my brilliant artists, um, I hit them all up yesterday with like a list of stuff for the next couple of months, and they're working on, on visuals and shit. Like, we're getting organized out here. So, never fear, my friends, we ain't running out of steam anytime soon. YouTube Hero Alex says, we'll be one of the first ones in the Discord, my friend. All right, wicked. I will announce that on the community tab. Garrett Talley, can you start sampling Alex Jones? I haven't listened to Alex Jones for a while. Um, Alex Jones is someone that I check in on every now and again. He's a very important figure in culture. He has been around for a long time. He's been very influential for a long time. Uh, I sampled him on something like... In like 2002, three, one of my first mixtapes had um, some good prime era Jones samples. So, yeah, you know, he's a great source of samples. Uh, I don't think he would work in a meaning wave in the current uh, season, shall we say, just with regards to the story that I'm telling. I'm kind of thinking about this in like... Um, Uh, like phase, like Marvel's Cinematic Universe thing. So we're in phase one right now. But yeah, we're <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Assad says, I only recently found out, found out Meaning Wave on your channel and every day I listen to your Peterson and what's on my commute to work and at work. This really helps my productivity because I'm a software developer. Yeah. Awesome. So, so thanks for the amazing content. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being here. Uh, where were we? Um, yeah, I need to put this in a order for going through these questions, I think, because otherwise it's just random. Never mind. Riku, have you played or heard of Hyper Light Drifter? The answer is no. So email me something. Akiridadon at gmail.com if you ever want to email me any tips or whatever. If it's anything to do with games, I'm on a PlayStation 4. The only game I'm playing at the moment is Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 with Hercules, my five-year-old son. And that's very fun. Oh, that's a great game. 
Luna Vasco says, what's the best advice you can give a new lo-fi producer? I love your concepts. Hey, thank you. Well, the best advice I would give a new lo-fi producer would be maybe don't worry about the lo-fi bit. Because here's one thing about like lo-fi hip-hop as a genre. It's pretty much the same as any hip-hop ever. It honestly is. It's exactly the same as the hip-hop I was making when I was first making beats in like 2002. And maybe that's because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and they sounded lo-fi. But... So I wouldn't worry about the lo-fi aspect of it because the reason I say that is that will make you not, that will kind of make you think that you have to do certain stuff like use a certain snare or use a certain sample. And the more people do that, then the, the less interesting it will become because everything will sound the same, you know? So I would just think of it from the point of view of like you're making music and you, make, you have a, you know, you like certain sounds, right? So maybe work in those directions, but don't be worrying about the whole thing sounding exactly like the records that you like, because uh, that leads to stagnation, and we don't we don't need any of that. So yeah, but anything else would be like you know like fuck man. Uh, you can make music on a two hundred dollar laptop in your bedroom, and it can be the best music in the world. I know for a fact some of like the best lo-fi joints were made in that fashion. And uh, there's hits, man. There's like massive pop hits that are made in that fashion these days. So just start. Just start making music and work it out as you go along. What's great about now is there are 12-year-olds on YouTube who will tell you everything, how to do everything. So if you're confused about something, you can find out really easily. I, didn't ha I, had to, I literally had to work it all out myself. We didn't have that when I was coming up. But the thing, I mean, the good thing that was good about working out myself was I did a bunch of shit wrong for loads of many years that I later found out were technically wrong. But they were kind of part of my sound, and they were, and I still use some of those techniques that I made up by accident. So yeah. Lateral usable says, "Are you interested in having your music in animation or video games?" The answer is a very firm yes. That's exactly what I'm interested in. One of my major goals or ambitions or desires or whatever you might want to call it. I really want to soundtrack a video game, and uh, I really want to have my music in. in animation and everything really but i really want to soundtrack a video game definitely uh adam says you i appreciate what you're doing thank you adam i appreciate you and your larry david abby you bad motherfucker evan slavic says do you hang out with friends at all or do you grind most of the time that's a good question <laughs> the answer is i grind most of the time but i have made my job necessitate hanging out with friends to a degree so i have to hang out with friends in my capacity as a DJ. So that's good. So that for I'm forced to like leave the house and uh, go to places and play music. And then that forces me to be sociable. Because otherwise, yeah, I just would be fucking in here working. Grind, 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 grind. And that's one thing I do need to do is try and be a bit more sociable. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have homies over on Sundays to watch Westworld at the moment. You know, we have like watch parties for shit. So people come over. Um, I got some close homies that like I fuck with. I knew, but I got my wife and my kid, and I hang out with them a lot. But yeah, yeah, I am. It's pretty much mostly grind. I gotta say, it's it's a whole bunch of grind. Um, <laughs> Infusion says much love to you and your family. Great work. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. D A says, why do you move to L A. and would you ever live in the U K. again? That's a good question. And why I moved to L.A., the short answer is life is as kind as you let it be, which is something Bukowski once noted after rising at 1 p.m. with an almighty hangover and going back to bed. <laughs> so that's the, that's the short answer. And the longer answer is that I was in London for a lot, 13 years, and I think I'd exhausted London. And its potential with me. There's a thing when you're in the same place for a long time, you stop you stop seeing its magic, and like you've created so many habit loops that time is just speeding along, and it's it's more difficult for you to like do new things. So you end up kind of creating a situation and then being stuck in the situation. If you want a different situation, one of the best things to do is move your location, and that instantly like reintroduces magic 
uh, that visceral magic of when you first, you know, when you first go in a new city and find a new bar and seeing new stuff, you know, it slows down time because you're creating new habit loops. Once you've created a habit loop, your mind kind of like doesn't bother registering it as you're executing it. So time speeds up. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's why like the summers of your youth were so long because it was all new. And then as you go through life, you create habit loops. So people who like, you know, get a job and then live in the same place and all that, like life speeds by fast for them because they're in these habit loops. But yeah, so you have to keep breaking things up. And LA, I found, I, would, I came out to LA. Um, Grant Morrison had me come out to Vegas to play this festival, right? He had me and Gerard, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance come out to do the music for this Grant Morrison Con Festival. And on the way back, I popped by LA to see a friend of mine and uh, he was living out here. And uh, he was DJing some club, and I came out and hung out with him. And then he had to go do something, so I DJed for him. And it went really well. And I'd be, like, walking down the street, and people would just be, like, pulling up their cars and just, like, Neep. Like, who the hell are you? You're amazing. What are you doing? Oh, we're throwing this party. Come and play this party. It was ridiculous. I would get more opportunities just literally walking down the street in 20 minutes in Los Angeles than I would get in a year in London. And it was partly because I know what it was. It's, I'm walking around with this wide-eyed wonder, all excited and joyful. And like that really like radiates, and people really notice that, and that people are gravitated towards you when you're in that state of mind. So anyway, um, so I was like, damn, this place is cool, and I was coming out here and doing stuff, and it was fun. And then I did this gig in London. It was just absolutely awful. It was just this dreadful, 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 dreadful gig. And um, this, the, I had all these cool people come out, I had good friends come out, and fans came out to support, but just like, I don't know, this kind of army of kind of like sarcastic, miserable hipsters kind of glaring at me. Or like, it's like, why am I here? Why am I banging my head against this brick wall? And I could be over there where it's sunny and they seem to like me. So I, I, went, I said to my wife, hey, let's move to LA, what do you think? And she was like, yeah. Right. She's right or die, and she's a bad motherfucker. And so we we moved to LA. That was that. It wasn't that. It was very difficult doing it. Like, I had to get a visa. I had to prove a case of uh, being an artist of extraordinary ability to get this O-1 visa where you have to prove that, like, you do some shit that other people can't do and all this stuff. And, like, I had spent a year basically all my, like, sleeping on sofas and shit and, like, building myself over here and getting DJ gigs while my family, like, slept in, like, mother-in-law's spare bedroom back in the UK before we could like come back together and you know we only got our own first house over here in December you know it has not been easy but but we're here now and we're making it happen and it's an amazing amazing thing so yeah and as for would I ever live in the UK again it doesn't look like it right now it's a big old world there's lots of places to live you know and uh, there's just some, some creepy stuff happening in the UK with regards to the nature of freedom and stuff. That just And, you know, life is as kind as you let it be. I went back to the UK to get my visa. I haven't been in a fight the whole time I've been in LA, right? People are just really nice to me over here for whatever reason. I'm over, back over there. I'd been there like a day or something, and I'm in the supermarket, and some guy nearly tramples Hercules underfoot. He's staring at his phone. I'm like, yo, watch what are you doing, dude. This guy doesn't say sorry, he doesn't he launches into this like expletive laden attack, just like fucking kill you, yeah, fucking C word, all this type of stuff. Hercules is hilarious. Hercules like launches out, Don't talk to my dad like that, you asshole. <laughs> but I was like, Jesus Christ, so I've been back like a day and I was in some like old school UK confrontation. So like, ugh. Hercules goes to the park, right? And uh, he's just very used to being over here and playing with kids and kids being nice. He's over there. He's over by the slide with some kids. He comes running over to his mum. He's like, Mum, those kids just called me a skinny butt lord and told me to fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. And that's the UK. Like, you know, I've got love for the UK. I'm from the UK. I love, I love my family. I love my UK people. But it's a harsh place to live, man. It's a harsh place to live. It's a harsh environment. Like, the weather is dreadful and people are pissed off. <laughs> people are pissed off and bitter, you know. So uh, I think I need that in my life personally. I've had, I had a lot of that. I had, like, I don't know, 20 or whatever it was years of that. Now, uh, I'll try and do some other shit. So there. Haiku King says, the best DJ in the world. Keep riding the wave. Thank you, brother. FPS Machette says, just got an idea. Why not a Tucker Carlson wave? What I would like to see would be someone create some kind of visual thing that's like Tucker doing his Tucker face. That face he does where he furrows his brow in absolute like shock and disbelief at the, 
uh, the complete moronism he's witnessing in like just 50 hours of that. <laughs> uh, Teresa the Kid says, so much respect for you. Thank you very much. Um, Teresa the Kid says, how old is Herc? Hercules is five. Which is a kind of illustrates how long we've been doing this whole like, you know, move to LA, become best DJ in the world thing. Because like when we left our crib in Hackney in London, he was crawling. You know, we like we had him in that house. We had a home birth, and uh, he crawled out of that place. And he crawled onto the aeroplane, and on, by the time we got off the aeroplane, he was standing. He stood up on the aeroplane, and like ran up one of the aisles and like tried run, climbing up some girl's skirt. He became a man that day. <laughs> uh, all right, where are we at with these questions? Uh, what time is it? Three, okay, we've got 10 more minutes. We've got to, shit, this, this went fast. We have 10 more minutes of this, so uh, yeah, leave your, drop your questions in the chat. We have 10 more minutes. I have a few more I need to answer from the community tab. Graham Steer says, what mixing and editing software do you use? Well, I use Logic Pro. X on a Mac. I used to be a Fruity Loops and Acid guy, and then I, I made an album with Stephen Haig, who's a legendary producer. He did my second album. Uh, he did like New Orders, True Faith, and like Blur and Bjork and various people. And uh, he he basically showed me Logic on a Mac. Was like, look, this would suit your style of composition better, I think. And he like basically like gave me like two hour lesson on it, and then uh, I got a Mac laptop and Logic and never turned back. It's definitely much better for me. And um, what's amazing, I just realized, is the laptop I'm DJing on and making Meaning Wave when I'm at home and not in the studio is that very laptop I bought in 2011, right? So if anyone moans about like Macs being expensive or whatever, that motherfucker is seven and a half years old and like is, is still going like a trooper. I shouldn't have said that because I might have cursed it. I love you, laptop. I love you, laptop. So, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I use Logic. Um, and, you know, lots of sounds and keyboards and drums and things. I don't know. Outside of that, it's like you have the freedom to sculpt whatever kind of sonic, sonic palette you require and you that you like in music these days. You can literally do whatever you want. It's a beautiful thing. El Zoetico says, did you get your name Akira from the anime movie also titled Akira? Or is that just coincidence? Uh, tell the truth or at least don't lie. Yes, you're right. Um, I did. I did. I, loved I saw that movie when I was like 10 and it changed my life. In the same way I talked to Grant Morrison, he tells me about how when he was 10 he saw 2001 A Space Odyssey. And his mum took him to see it like three or four times in the cinema in a week. And they just kept going back to see it, which is crazy. That's such a, such a weird mo movie. Like, that movie couldn't be made now, and you certainly wouldn't go see it in the cinema four times. But he did, and it changed him fundamentally as a person uh, and kind of made him what he is now in a lot of ways. And I would say Akira was the same with me. And when it came time for me to need a rap name, well, first I was called Kid Shifty and Flyboy. They called me Fly Flyboy. People used to call me that because I used to wear these big, like, fly goggles. And the ch older girls in Birmingham used to call me Flyboy. But anyway, I was like, I took Akira as my name, basically because of that. And also, it has this symmetry, and some people have told me it kind of means the same as has the same, like, uh, symbolic or whatever meaning as as Adam in uh, in Japan, but without the the Christian connotations or something. But whatever. Anyway, I'm Akira now. My wife calls me Akira. Um, everybody calls me Akira. So now I'm Akira, and that's why. Uh, as far as the Don bit, the Don bit came because uh, my f my old band, band, I was in this rap crew, and we were on our first tour, and we had this rule where you were only allowed to communicate via rap, like even if you're ordering a sandwich or whatever. So I got really good at freestyling really quick, like really quick. So I announced that I was Akira the Don in the middle of one of these freestyle conversations. I think it might have been in a service station. And I've been Akira the Don ever since. So there. Haiku King says, what book should I read next? Uh, have you read Hot Water Music by Charles Bukowski? You probably have. But if you haven't, read that. That's my favorite Bukowski book. And if you haven't read The Rum Diary by Hunter S. Thompson, read that. And if you haven't read, what's that Gerard Lanier book? 
he had this book that changed my life fundamentally, and I can't even remember what it's called. Jaron Lanier. Uh, what was his book? Books. Jaron Lanier. Was it Who Owns the Future? No. Was it You're Not a Gadget, a Manifesto? Damn, I don't even know what it was called, and I read it. But anyway, read a Jared Lanier book. Maybe it's Who Owns the Future. But anyway, that, that was the book that made me realize um, my indoctrination with regards to socialism, uh, how ridiculous that had been. It just, that book made the point very amazingly that like uh, my existence as a musician, with this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, the fact that I do this and this pays, pays for me and my family to live, this would not be possible. Un well, this has never been possible in, in human history, and it's been possible, made possible thanks to capitalism. Uh, that I can, you know, make music and put it out, and people pay me for it in various ways, whether it's through super chats or through buying things on Bandcamp or T-shirts or whatever it is. And previously, you know, if you you if you wanted to make art or music, basically like either the king or whatever leader would like patronize you and then you would get to do it, but otherwise you were screwed you know in, in, in the socialist utopia if you're not like seeing Billy Bragg you're probably screwed so anyway um, Colin Woodbury says Akira is a great male name yeah right also there's chicks called Akira weirdly but it's still a great male name Colin Woodbury says it's a first name that's from old Japanese it's not Chinese derived yes Teresa the Kid says Akira is a lot better than Flyboy lol. Yes, I agree it is. Uh, all right, boom. What is it? What we got? We've got four minutes left. Did I answer all the questions over here? Who is your favorite ancient philosopher? Huh. Uh, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. I would say. Yes. Um, definitely Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, actually. If you've never read Calvin and Hobbes, by the way, you should definitely read Calvin and Hobbes. I kind of feel that the sum uh, of human wisdom is contained in that strip. And it's great. It has a beginning and an end, and it's like it's self-contained, this thing. And you can read all of them, and all the mysteries of life are kind of in there. So, yeah. GT says, stickers, please. Oh, yeah, someone, I saw this scroll by earlier and then didn't notice it. Yeah, the uh, the shop's getting a revamp. And uh, on your suggestions, new stuff is being added and all that. That'll be coming early next week. If you haven't yet, there's, if you go to my community tab, the last post, seconds of the last post was asking, like, what you want from the store, merch-wise. So if there's anything you want, go leave it over there and uh, leave a message over there even and we'll get it for you because you know this is all we're here to serve you um, I've been meaning to get this t tattoo that says non-servium which means uh, I will not serve which is what God said to the devil before he kicked him out of, out of heaven and uh, I like that because it's basically for me that symbolizes the birth of human consciousness that's like you know when you get to choose but at the same time, I'll do like, uh, is it Valamagoulis? Whatever, the Game of Thrones thing is in like, all men must serve. Because that's also true, right? This is the, the conflicting, the beautiful oxymoronic conflicting thing. Like, uh, you, should, you should refuse to serve, but also you must serve. At some point, you must serve someone or something if you're to have a meaningful life. But at the same time, you must also know when to not serve and when to refuse to serve, you know? So anyway, I don't, I don't know why that just came up. Uh, Evan Slavic says, are you thinking about a second child? Yeah, man, full-blown. I want a flipping, I want an army. I want a squad. I want a football team. Hercules needs a peer group. So yeah, definitely. Multi, multi. I don't have any regrets or anything, but uh, if I was giving advice to like a younger me, or anyone young, actually, I would just say have kids and have them early. Uh, I think it's terrible advice to be like, oh, wait, because there's never a right time. Hercules was an accident. 
a glorious accident, but we didn't plan him. We wouldn't have had him because we'd have been like, oh, we don't have enough money yet. We're not in a good enough position yet. We're not, we're not stable enough yet. But once they're there, they're there and they're amazing. And like Hercules is like one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed in, 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 in the universe. Hercules is an incredible thing. And uh, he fills my life with so much joy. Uh, so I would say anyone, have kids and have them early. Have kids at 16. Have them whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just have kids, man. Like maybe 16 is a bit early. Maybe not. I don't know. I think the modern thing is like way too far in the other direction. Because you have kids and you'll work it out. Right? You'll work it out. No one knows the answers. As Naval says, like no one's really an adult. Like everyone's making it up as they go along. No one knows. No one knows everything. Like every so-called adult, you're a little like Alan Watts said something about this. Like the way he used to look at his grandfather. You think of him as this incredible, mighty, like godlike creature that knew everything and had everything figured out. And then he got to his grandfather's age, and he realized how foolish that was. And he realized, like in inside himself, he still pretty much felt like he did when he was a kid. And he and the more the older you get, the the more. You know, if you're if you're doing things properly, and if you you have any wisdom about you, the, the more you know how little you know, and the further along you go, the just this, the the vastness of what you don't know and will never know, just makes itself more and more apparent to you. So uh, there's no right time to have kids, and if you're just waiting for the right time, you'll never have them. So have a bunch of kids, like the more the better. And uh, there we go. It's free thirty. We've been here for an hour. This has been fun. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to switch Source Wave Radio back on. I'm going to switch this off. Then I'm going to call Wifey and get her to switch Source Wave back on in the crib. So Source Wave will be back here in a second. And uh, if you like, I'll do another one of these Ask Akira things maybe next week or something. You let me know if this was fun and useful for you and how often you would like to have these chats. I'll also work out whether I'm going to make this live or just delete it. I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, anyway, love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for being here.